Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone doing this fine uh, early evening on Friday? Sorry I couldn't get this to you a little earlier, but let's just dig right in, man. Four playoff games. Well, I just went to my bookie, pulled it up. I'm going to give you my picks flat out and against the spread. First game, Tennessee in Kansas City. Titans are getting eight and a half. So let's start with Tennessee has the ball. I think they're going to need heroics. And there's three guys I really like from this offense in a vacuum as players. Mariota, Henry, Corey Davis. They're all young, talented, high picks. I really wish, you know, they were on my favorite team. You know, like I think they all have very bright futures if brought along well. And I think all three of those guys are going to have to be outstanding in this game for the Titans to win. Mariota's shown more signs of life lately. Um, the reason I brought up Davis is because Davis is going to line up to Mariota's left, which is where Marcus Peters isn't. And if Davis can have his way with those corners, including Darrell Rivas, they may have something. Um, Delaney Walker as well. And I think Walker's kind of a constant where those three guys, to me, are a lot more inconsistent young um, I think Mariota has played better than his numbers imply. I would think that he'll do a fair amount of running in this one. You know, it's desperate times for sure. I think you got to get Henry going. And a key here for me in that regard is statistically, on the second and third level, the Chiefs are poor tacklers, allow a lot of big runs, that if you get past the first layer of defense... Kansas City is on the downside of, you know, defenses out there. Well, to me, that really suits Henry. You know, that once he gets going and he opens up that stride and he gets going downhill, Tennessee could have something there. However, <laughs> you know, I mean, I still think Kansas City is a better team. Um, interesting is Kansas City's defense, which I think is average at best, Justin Houston rushes a passer well. Chris Jones, I think, is a really good player. I mentioned Peters. I would think he's a big-time avoid. Rashard Matthews will be on it, in his neck of the woods. Um, but the Chiefs' defense, much, much better in terms of points allowed at home. And that makes sense in this instance. I mean, this is maybe the loudest stadium in the league. I know everyone says Seattle, but I think it might be Kansas City smart, intelligent fans that really make things different, difficult on snap count and certainly helps a guy like Justin Houston. Good set of tackles they'll be facing, though, and I think the, but I think they'll get after Mariota with some consistency. So I think Tennessee can have some success on this side of the ball, but there certainly is something to, hey, this is your first playoff game, tough situation, brutal place to play. Those three, to me, are the key on that side of the ball. The other side of the ball, I wrote an article that actually came out today for the score, just picking a, a matchup to feature. And my matchup I featured was of Dory Jackson on Tyree Kill. I really like Jackson. I think he's playing very well as rookie corners go. He is an extreme athlete and speed player. And you would think that is a great matchup against Tyree Kill. And I do think it is. I mean, as matchups against Hill go, that's a pretty good one. But Hill's terrifying. You know, like, they, Jackson's still a rookie corner, and Hill is terrifying. On paper, that looks like a good matchup. 
And Tennessee plays a lot of man coverage and a lot of man coverage. And they do, and especially in the second half of the season, have traveled Jackson with speed-type receivers, you know, like a Godwin or a, you know, Chris Godwin, guys like that, that are sort of in the Tyreek mold. So I think we will see that matchup. And can the young, talented rookie like Davis, Henry, Mariota have a great game and eliminate the big plays from Hill, maybe without a ton of help? I mean, that's going to be key. I mean, these are the kind of things that have to happen to pull off the upset. Kevin Byard is Roman in the back end, too. An extreme ball hawk, a much better player than people realize. But Smith doesn't really turn the ball over. I mean, I don't think that's going to change. He's not going to be willy-nilly with the football. A huge problem for me, if I'm Dick LeBeau and the Titans D, though, is Kelsey. I just think Kelsey is going to put up monster numbers. Will be a problem all day long. You know, kind of like I've talked about with Gronk, that when you play man against a team with an elite tight end, who's going to cover him? And I don't think they have that answer. I also think that their run defense is questionable, average maybe, and that Hunt will be a problem in the passing game as well. So I could see a lot of dinking and dunking, and that's right up Alex Smith's. Uh, you know, that's right up his area of expertise. Get it out quick. Kelsey Hunt. Kelsey Hunt. Take a bomb shot to Hill. So if you hit, play action. Um, I do think Tennessee rushes the passer well, though. And I think they'll have to. That I think their pass rush is at an advantage against Kansas City's um, protection. And I think that kind of like those key guys that I mentioned, the young, talented, early pick type players... They're going to have to get three or four sacks, strip sack, some hot, some hits on, on Smith to make him uncomfortable. I think all those things are possible. Um, Kansas City's also got the special teams edge. I mean, they're really well. Dave Taub is a great special teams coach. And I would think, especially if the game isn't a blowout, that Tyreek Hill will go back to being your returner. They've been saving him a little bit in that regard this year, but why do that in the playoffs? So I think the Chiefs win. I think we could see a lot of points in this one. Um, eight and a half is a good line to me, though. I mean, but I'll take Kansas City to win by 10 or so, 30, 20, 35, 28. I mean, that doesn't help your spread there. But in that neighborhood, I think eight and a half is a good number. Um, but I do like the Chiefs to win. All right, the late game on Saturday. Originally, let's just talk about when Atlanta has the ball. When Atlanta has the ball, they should, the best way to attack the Rams absolutely is on the ground. It sounds like Freeman's playing. If not, Coleman's obviously a very good replacement slash compliment. Um, I think they can have success running the ball. That's absolutely key. I think Matt Ryan is playing way better than given credit for. And I don't think if someone in this game is going to make the big mistake, I don't think it'll be Ryan. That's not a knock on golf, but I just think Ryan knows where he's going with the football. He's playing well, been there, done that, certainly much more than the Rams. I also think that you will see Trumaine Johnson on Julio exclusively. I mean, all the time. And Julio's a better player than Johnson. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I know that. But, stylistically, Johnson is a big physical corner 
that more or less matches up well to Julio. So I don't think Julio goes for 180 and three touchdowns and just runs rampant all over these guys. I do think, and I don't think Sark's done a good job of this, that the the Falcons, you know, if this was last year, I would say, boy, Coleman and Freeman are going to catch a lot of passes. And I know that the Rams linebackers are athletic, but they're not as great in coverage as you think. And I think that those guys could have success. I also think the Rams struggle against slot receivers to some degree. Maybe Sanu has a nice day. But here's my difference on this side of the ball. Is first off, I think Tremaine Johnson is a good matchup for Julio. You know, anytime I think you talk Falcons offense, who's got Julio? But I like the Falcons offensive line, but their guard positions are flat out poor right now. Wasn't great to begin with, and now Levitre's out for the year. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Aaron Donald is going to line up on the outside shoulder of those guards. And I think this is a great example. I've been telling you guys all the time, and maybe you haven't watched much Rams. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the league, and I'm not sure it's even close right now. Focus on him. I bet he's the player of the game, is an utter wrecking machine in this, and just beats the tar out of either guard he lines up on. And when they double him, guys like Brockers are going to have, or Quinn, I mean, those guys are going to have a lot of matchups in their favor. Also, I mentioned Sark. If this was Shanahan, I would give the the coaching advantage to uh, the Falcons, but not now. I think Phillips will outcoach Sark, for frankly. On the other side of the ball, I think McVay outcoaches the Falcons' D, too. And that's not a knock on the Falcons D or Quinn or any of those guys. I just think it's an execution-based cover three, single high safety. Think Seahawks, you know, based on speed. Um, they run very well. They're a very athletic group. But they don't out-scheme you. And I think if you give a guy like McVay predictable coverages, he's going to eat that up. That he's going to have a lot of things to throw at you and make life very, very difficult on you. I don't know that Gurley is a dominant player on the ground, but I also think he gets his. You know, I mean, it's to that point where he's going to get his. More of an, as we talked with Mike on, on Wednesday, more of an outside runner, and I do think Atlanta will be able to deal with his lateral agility, burst to the outside. They run very well, especially on the second level, Deion Jones in particular. Deion Jones is also an elite coverage linebacker. And obviously Gurley as a receiver is a huge portion of what the the Rams do now, as well as play action. Play action is huge once they get that ground game going, and even if they don't. And although Jones is a great coverage linebacker, the, the numbers show Atlanta allows a lot of receptions to the running back positions. And part of it's just schematics, where you drop into your zone, they dump it off, hurry up and tackle, get a lot of faster linebackers and safeties and Keanu Neal and those type of guys to the ball and don't allow the big play. But this is Gurley we're talking about. This isn't just Joe Blow catching the ball out of the, out of the backfield. So I think Gurley's going to catch passes and do a fair amount of damage overall. Woods is going to line up to Goff's right the majority of the time, and that means he gets Trufant, and that certainly values of, that certainly is in the Falcons' favor. But this could be a Sammy game. I know I'm a sucker for Sammy. I, I, I still think he's a really good player. And I think he, to Goff's left, 
does a lot against these guys. And and for you that don't know, the Rams basically live in three receiver sets. So you're going to see a ton of cup too. And I think the rest of that secondary outside of Trufant can be had, especially like I said, when you're going to get predictable coverages and McVay's going to scheme it up. And again, I think that coaching advantage on both sides of the ball favors the Rams. I also think the Rams have a special teams advantage, but not like usual, you know, because Hecker's a great punter, um, but they're on they're on a replacement kicker. I mean, maybe that costs them the playoffs. You know, I mean, kicking's important. What could be close games? Falcons are getting five and a half in this one, and you could make a you know I could make a conversation where Atlanta wins this one for sure. Matt Ryan's the better quarterback, with all respect to Goff, the more experienced one. But I think the matchups show that the Rams are the team to pick here. I don't know if they'll have a massive home field advantage or anything like that. But I'll give you five and a half, and I'll take the Rams to win. The Bills go to Jacksonville. And I think a huge thing here is turnovers. Who gets the early lead? How does the game script start? If Jacksonville gets up early, it's over. If Buffalo gets up early, they got a shot. So Buffalo has the ball. I like Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he's he values the football. Certainly, if a quarterback here is going to make the the big mistakes with an S, it's Bortles. But I don't think Buffalo's protection is very good. Taylor historically, well, it's just who he is, holds the ball a long time. That's bad against these dudes, man. Calais Campbell and then Dockway and all these athletes who Tyrod Taylor's not going to out-athletic the Jags' pass rush. Not to mention, his receivers are doomed. I mean, Calvin Benjamin, I mean, okay. But they're, the line... The protection, the receivers, the ability to get open massively favors the Jags in the passing game. Massively. What are we going to see from McCoy? I assume he's going to play at this point. But is he the same? He's been awesome. And I think you can run on the Jags. I think that the run defense for the Jags is now average. Their pass defense to me is elite. So... Can McCoy consistently grind out yards in what would be a close game? Maybe, but this injury is worrisome. I mean, it just is. So if it's close, though, and they can stick with McCoy and punts aren't the end of the world and three and outs are okay and you win the turnover battle for sure, I think Buffalo could pull one off. On the other side of the ball, the Bills are a heavy zone team. They make you... They create a lot of turnovers. Both these defenses create a lot of turnovers, but that's obviously huge for the Bills here. They make you sustain drives, keep things in front of them. A lot of ball hawks in the secondary, but overall not a incredibly talented group. I think they'll do fine against Bortles in the passing game, though. And, you know, this group of receivers is overachieving, but they're not Julio and guys like that we talked about. Um... The Bills will have to cause some Bortles turnovers. And I don't think they will do a great job of rushing the passer. I think they'll be average in that regard. 
But the, the key here, though, and, and to me this is a thing you can't get around, is the Bills' run defense is just bad. I mean, it's not even average. It's bad. And Fournette, to me, has been a little up and down this year, but I think he's coming off his best game. I thought he was very impressive. He looked like LSU Fournette to me last week, and he was getting more involved as a receiver. I think he has a gigantic day. Because I know the Bills are not going to run away and hide. They might get up, but I don't think they're going to be 14-3 at the half or 21-7 at the half. I don't see that happening. They'll be, I mean, hopefully from the Bills' perspective is keep it close, get a late turnover, get a bounce, something like that. So therefore, I think Jacksonville still keeps putting it in Fournette's belly and putting it in his belly and bringing it over and over against a bad run defense. And Fournette breaks it open, you know, and there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of scripts that I could tell you of how Jacksonville wins. There aren't many where I can tell you Buffalo wins this game without turnovers really favoring them. Mistake-filled football by the Jags, kind of overwhelmed in a big stage, young team. I just don't see it going that way, and Jacksonville has not played great lately. I, I recognize that, but I think they win this game at home, and... I'll give you nine. It's not a bad line, but I bet they win by ten or more. And we've seen a few times Jacksonville just blow their opponent out this year. I mean, that could happen. I mean, that could happen. They could get up heavy, and then Taylor's getting hit left and right, and they don't, you know, they don't get a running game going, and Buffalo's doomed, and this game is a twenty-point game. I could see that happening. All right, last game on the slate. Sunday at 4.30, Carolina travels to New Orleans where they are getting six and a half points in the Dome. Obviously, these teams have played twice. I hate that. You can't beat a... It's so hard to beat a team three times. Well, yeah, if you say that before the season starts and they're pretty equal teams, but I don't think it's hard for the Patriots to beat the Jets three times or the Steelers to beat the Browns three times or... I was actually on the on the radio yesterday in New England, and they were asking me about that. And I'm like, well, if, if Gronk and I arm wrestled three times, I don't think he would have a hard time beating me three times. You know, like, if you're better, you're better. I'm not saying the Saints are clearly the better team, but I will pick them to win. We'll get to that in a minute. And when they have the ball, some interesting things. I mean, first of all, Breeze is still playing really well. And I think home field advantage is huge here. It's going to be loud. That place is going to be fun. I mean, that's going to be a party. The Panthers, because they're so active and good at the second level, they stay in their base 4-3 much more than any other team out there. They also blitz a lot more than they used to. As a result, they've been great against the run Basically against everybody but the Saints. And the Saints haven't killed... I mean, their they're great backs haven't killed them. But running on the Panthers is tough. And it's usually against heavier personnel. And obviously they have a really good front seven. So I don't think there'll be a lot of running room. But because they blitz, and because they have heavier fronts, when they're again, often against three wide and some receiving sets... There's just almost too much space for Keekley and Davis and Shaq and those guys to cover at the second level that I think 
Ingram and especially Kamara, even though you know those guys are great coverage linebackers, still a lot of zone. Um, well, no, they've been playing more man. Um, it, it is still probably favors Kamara just because he's really, really good, and Breeze knows where to go with the ball. I think Michael Thomas has a huge day here, though. I, I, I don't know where the answer is for Thomas, no matter where they line him up. That I also think the Saints' line is really good and that Breeze won't be under a ton of pressure. And when he does, and a lot of it will be blitz-oriented, and I have a lot of respect for Peppers and Short and those guys, too. But I think Breeze will get it out quick, find hot receivers, find things he likes. Maybe take a shot or two deep that could be backbreaking. So I think the Saints score points, although I think the, the Panthers D is really good. The other side of the ball is harder to figure. And the majority of that reason is just Cam's such an erratic passer and really has not looked good throwing the football lately. And they don't have a number one receiver. And it almost seems like the McCaffrey stuff, which is really intriguing, and I like the player a lot, is a little forced. And Funchess is going to get Lattimore. I think that favors Lattimore. Um, I think the pass rush will be a problem. I think Cameron Jordan is going to give their edge guys a lot of problem and maybe scooch inside some at times. Olsen, I think, can do damage, and he may have to be leaned on heavily in this one. Where is he now, though, in his career? I mean, is he a top three, top four type tight end still? I don't know, but maybe he'll show me that he is in this game. I think he'll have to. Cam's going to have to be sharp with the ball, and I just don't really trust him to be. I think Cam will run a lot. It's the playoffs. Design runs. What do you got to lose? You know, what are you saving him for? And he's a great runner. But their base run game is junk. And I know Stewart's coming back, and that's fine. But I don't think they'll run consistently with a bread-and-butter run plays to McCaffrey or Stewart well at all. And therefore, I think Breeze and company are going to be on the field a lot. And they'll win the time of possession battle at home in the Dome. So I like New Orleans in this game. I mean, I could see it going either way, especially if Cam were sharp and made some real nice throws. I just haven't seen it lately, and he's so erratic through his career that I have a hard time Believing that all of a sudden it's going to be boom. Oh, Cam's throwing beautifully. Saints are favored by six and a half. I'll give you that. I bet they win by a touchdown or more. Could there be a blowout? I don't think. But, I mean, Carolina D is going to have to play great. And they're capable. But I think the Saints are going to run a lot of plays. There you have it. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Wildcard weekend rules. We will get back on Monday. Uh, over and out. Spread the word.